Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's it going? We're doing very well, very well indeed. Now, on the Cowboys front, I was going to say, they're doing well health-wise still, right? Like, I realize with the mini-buy, putting aside the people that have been put on injured reserve that we know aren't coming back, it feels like this team is pretty dang healthy. Uh, I would say uh, incredibly healthy for this time of year uh, to have come out of that short period of time when you played three games in 12 days and you went into the third game with nobody basically I mean they were on the injury report but everybody was full right yeah fully practicing and I don't think they came out of the game with anything and now you've had 10 days so yeah to be uh, this healthy and really only have well, what would you say? Two starters missing? Yeah. Would you just I Diggs and, and, and Vanderesh? Yeah. Yeah, because I guess you don't really like Goodwin. I, I mean, wow. I well, I no, like no. I, I guess do. you can count yeah. him as a as a and, and and that has caused some problems on how they've uh, had to call players up or use them from the practice squad to help out with the special teams, right? Uh, but uh, it looks like I mean. I don't know how you quantify a guy's missing on special teams, but it looks like they've kind of got through it uh, okay uh, without any catastrophe so far. The We heard Jerry this morning um, say they they feel like, even though they lost out on the Shaquille Leonard uh, efforts, that they, they have people to fill the spots, fill the roles. Does that mean that they're – they, they don't want to pursue any anybody else to be another middle linebacker to replace LVE or they think you mean on the have, team yeah that's what yeah because I there might is there another I mean Demone Clark there? has done it right mm-hmm and then now you were trying to replace Demone Clark and they've done it with Marquise Bell but this late in the season I don't know that anybody's sitting out there in free agency right? or recently got cut that can come in and immediately start on Sunday. Unless you guys have a idea for me. I did see a headline that had oh Anthony Barr insinuations there. Uh, but he got signed, didn't he? I did it is it is it that's done? I mean I thought he I thought uh well, I thought Minnesota brought him back. Maybe I'm mistaken. May there is a uh, maybe they would like to poach him from their roster somehow. Poach him from, yeah, from like the 53. Yeah. Well, the trade deadline's going. Uh, give me a minute, Mick. 
<laughs> Help me out here. Yeah, I'm confused, Corey. <laughs> well, we'll circle back to that. Unless, unless you can pay. The, I don't know if you can go under the table and pay the Vikings to just release them. Man, I've thought about that a long time, Mickey. I'm Did really, you? I'm really he's glad he's been added to their up. practice squad. Oh, he's apologies. on the you practice. Can, squad. Yeah, you can take him. Yeah, okay, yeah, you, you can, can poach that. that. Okay. And so, I, don't, I didn't know if that would be a, uh, something that they would be interested in bringing him back for that role. Uh, I, I think at this point, um, the fact that they didn't bring him back in the first place yeah. probably means that ship has sailed, right? I would think. Yeah. And I don't know that, I mean. He if, was asked to be an outside guy last year. I don't know how much that changes with the role that LB but that's had. But that's the, but he would, that's what they would be. I mean, that's what Leonard is though. Yeah. Right. He was an outside guy. Uh, first and second down, probably. But you put Parsons there, right? So, Mick, I, I do have a little bit of concern with that, and I, I agree with you on the on what we've seen a couple times this year when he's been washed out of plays or yeah. run straight at. I agree with you on that. But in my mind right now, Mike has been asked to go forward. I know he plays a, a, a percentage of linebacker plays, but he's been asked to go do this one thing very well a lot this year. And I wonder if now asking him to do something else, you take away from what, what you have on your defense. Now you're asking him to go fill different gaps and, and also go lateral as opposed to vertical. And so I, I'm just I'm a little concerned about just saying, well, Micah can do it. Well, that's how he got here in the first place. I guess, yeah, right? I, guess, I guess that's the other part was they said, hey, now go be a defensive end at some right. point in the season, the middle season. He did that well. And, and you know, you can still use him on third down as a defensive end and first and second as a linebacker if you feel like you have a deficiency there. Um, you know, Marquise Bell's played pretty well. Um, you know, one of their – I mean, if you look at what happened the first Philadelphia game, they just didn't get any pressure on, on Hurts, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that they ran on him. Um, so, I mean, he did the running, and and they didn't do a very good job of keeping him in the pocket. Now, you noticed what San Francisco did, right? They kept him in the pocket. Now, I don't know, you know, if the injuries, the knee, the, you know, hitting the head, and then they stayed away from calling run plays for him. Uh, but he didn't hurt him. Uh, with his feet as much as what did he throw for throw for like 298 yards he only ran for 20 yards seven seven uh seven times and you know i don't know if there's a linebacker out there that um can stop the 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 one yard touchdown run although they did what i thought they should do did you see the one play it didn't it didn't quite work quick enough but one of the DBs jumped over the top and horse-collared Hurts from behind? Yes. And that was my idea. But I, I don't know if you can do it fast enough because he's, he's in the tackle box, right? So he's a runner, and you can horse-collar runners in the tackle box. <laughs> I like that you're looking to take full advantage of <laughs> any loopholes in the rules. I appreciate that. And he yanked him from behind. He grabbed the back of his shoulder pads and yanked him back, but it wasn't soon enough. Now, Dan Quinn yesterday was talking about, I think it was yesterday. It uh, was. Uh, talking about resiliency of the defense. And so I, I've been curious. Now, we could talk about the Seattle game, but I'm just curious about this point on a broader spectrum is how do you break down the performance of a defense where 
they struggle most of the day, but right. when the game is on the line in back-to-back series, obviously they came up very well. Yeah, uh, actually three in a row, right? Uh, yeah, I guess that is true. Um, after not stopping them the whole game, and then when the game was on the line, uh, they got them out three times on, on fourth downs, if I remember correctly. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, you know what? It's about making plays when you have to make plays, when you definitely have to do that to go win. Uh, I heard a, a comment. Um, it was it was Saban uh, after their their win uh, over over Georgia, and and he said, "You've got to figure out how to win games." that you just got to go figure out how to win games. It's not about, and he didn't go into this, but what he meant, it's not about the numbers, it's not about the snaps, but when it's time to go win, you got to make plays to go win. And, you know, that's kind of what they did against Seattle. You know, it sure wasn't pretty giving up 35 points and basically not stopping them. And Geno Smith, you know, passing for 600 yards or whatever the heck it was. <laughs> it was a lot. Like, yeah. It was a lot, though, yeah. right? Uh, and it was Geno Smith. But in the end, they turned Geno Smith into Geno Smith, those last three possessions, uh, and, and shut them down. So when it was time to win, they figured out how to go win. And um, I think that takes precedence of everything. And I think – you know, when he was talking about resilience, you know, we, I mean, you could use Deron Bland. Yeah, he was getting lit up the first half. Uh, and then the third quarter, he goes and gets an interception and almost has another one down the stretch, which is kind of what DBs are going to have to do. you got to make plays at some point. You're going to give up stuff. You're not going to shut down uh, everybody. I mean, there, as I always say, there's a reason why quarterbacks throw for 4,000, 5,000 yards and wide receivers have, you know, 11, 1,500 yards receiving. You, you don't shut everybody down, but when you're a corner, the deal is, can I go make a play? Can I break up a pass when it's important? Can I intercept a pass and say, okay, you got all that, but I got this. And I think that's the key thing to play in corner. I mean, you probably didn't know Jordan Lewis, you know, in the game, and then those that, those last two possessions, he breaks up a pass. It, it makes an important play, and that's what you have to do when you play cornerback. Make a play when it's time to make a play. I was just about to ask you about your thoughts on Jordan Lewis's play this year, and then obviously what he did late in those games was fun. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's kind of, when you when you got Bland playing the way he is, Stephon Gilmore, they usually don't want to go over there. I mean, look at the Carolina game. Where did they throw? You know, they throw at Jordan. They threw at Jordan Lewis with Thielen uh, out of the slot, uh, and they kind of said, well, "Okay, maybe this is the soft spot of this this pass defense." Uh, but again, y- y- you get you know you, you you're getting beat. Uh, you're giving stuff up, but yet. What did Carolina score? Ten points. Yeah, I mean, it, it it at times didn't look good, but again, the the object is to win games, not to win uh, statistical uh, you know advantage. Usually, that tells you if you're going to win or not, right? But in the end, you got to make plays to be able to survive in this league. 
I don't understand. I don't know if you understand how fandom works, Mickey. We need to win the game and all statistical <laughs> categories going forward. All right. So if you could tell the guys to work on that, that would be fantastic. I, all I know is, you know, we had gotten a question, I think, yesterday for our mailbag, and it was about quality wins. And I didn't, I didn't want to be a smart aleck. Well, maybe I did. I said, you know, but in the standings, they don't have a QH column there. They just have wins That's and true. losses. And, uh, you know, and it's like, okay, we played all these, these soft teams. But if you hadn't beaten those soft teams, they would have been. You, you realize if they haven't lost, if they hadn't beaten the Giants twice and lost to them twice, they'd be 500 team. Oh, just about, yeah. Right? They're four and eight. They could be six and six if they beat the Cowboys wow. twice. And that team's awful. Exactly, oh. but you gotta you gotta win those games, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And, and if you lose them, then you know, okay, look what look what they could be. I mean, go look at um, I don't know the the Chargers' record if they had another win on their ledger, where they would be. But Maybe they, they wouldn't have win. to look for a new head coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 it kind of goes uh, on and on like that. Um, you know, look at the Rams. What are they? They are are they five hundred now? Yes, they are. Okay, so if they beat the Cowboys, they're seven and five, and they're a wild card team. And if the Cardinals hadn't beaten us, they'd be two and eleven. <laughs> it doesn't work for that game. Yeah, right? that's true. But that's... some of the others, it kind of works for. It right <laughs> no, now. I definitely get your point. Uh, appreciate it very much, good sir. We will catch up with you again tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. There you go, Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. We're the KNC masterpiece, and unfortunately. I need to fire off cut number four because I think the Tampa Bay Lightning were listening yesterday and they were like, the hell we are. Blocked by Glendening. He'll counter with room. Luke Glendening in the left wing. Maybe a breakaway. Glendening in alone. Score on the back end. Luke Glendening. He makes it 3 nothing Lightning with 16.55 left in the third. So I put the Tampa Bay Lightning. They came back. There's plenty of time. No, they didn't. They didn't score at all. I don't know if you know this or not, Kevin, but in the last two games, the score's eight to five. Okay. So you're right about that. Saving them for next game. Yeah. But I put the Tampa Bay Lightning in Wanker of the Weekend yesterday because they lost the Stars eight to one. Yeah. And in the rematch, they were victorious four to zero. So you're saying they were listening to us on the road in Tampa? Odyssey app. And they were like, the hell we are. You're not going to put me in that same category with these other people. You're saying I, can... I don't think the Tampa Bay Lightning were listening. You don't think you so? Don't know. They, I mean, they did. Score I don't four. know. You, you don't know correct. that for a fact. They did score. For, they looked good last night too, man. Anybody was... could be listening. That's a good point. Nobody could be listening. Name one person who could be listening. Sure, your mom. That's a fact. Yeah, she could be. She probably is. Name two. Kevin's mom. Oh wow, she's probably listening too. <laughs> Text if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> You just want people that are our moms or just people in general to text in? Moms, text in. Oh, my God. All the moms out there that are listening, you can text in. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see how that goes. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.